Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and I have Piyush Savelia, and uh, he's with SciTime. He's a friend of the show, and uh, we're going to talk about power and battery and energy management and how timing uh, deals with all of that. Isn't that right, Piyush? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, Alex. Well, you know, it... What I like is obviously talking about power from as many different directions as benefits the audience. And a lot of people maybe in related or peripheral spaces don't realize the importance of timing in power management. I mean, beyond even issues such as a duty cycle and such, the ability, the more accurately you can time, is directly related to your power management, right? You're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head on that one. Uh, what we are... Uh finding out is that these these devices that operate off a battery they now, they now uh, usually need some very, very accurate timing references. And, and the need comes from the fact that you need to be accurately able to predict when to turn your wireless interfaces on and off. So as we know, everything today is connected. And, and some of these new devices like wearables, activity trackers, Internet of Things uh, devices, they're all connected to a host platform through some sort of wireless interface, whether it's Wi-Fi or whether it's Bluetooth low energy. And the more accurately you turn these devices on and off, uh, the better power consumption you get because, as you know, when these, when these interfaces are on and the Bluetooth, the device is transmitting data over BLE, it's going to have uh, it's going to consume power and and so you want to minimize the on time as much as possible and for that you need a very accurate reference like a 32 kilohertz TCXO right right well i mean pierce when you think about it even just being off in the handshake for fractions of a second the handshake's the most power consumptive phase of the transmission right and, and and we see that. Uh, I mean, fractions of seconds, fractions of milliseconds also may matter. Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, a typical Bluetooth uh, low-energy interface specifies that uh, the sleep time for the wearable would be of the order of 10 seconds. And then the on time is as little as 3 milliseconds. Now, in this on time of 3 milliseconds, you need to be able to not only accomplish your handshake, but you also need to be able to transfer the data that you need to. And and what we are finding out is that if you have two scenarios, one which is an inaccurate clock, like a 32 kilohertz quartz reference, which has 250 ppm stability over temperature, and then you have an accurate TCXO, a 5 ppm TCXO, we find that the battery life can literally be doubled uh, by just using a 5 ppm TCXO versus a 250 ppm resonator. So just in that three milliseconds, having that much better stability can double your battery life. Well, exactly. And that's one of the things that I'm always pointing out to people is one of the ways that we can address energy issues in power envelopes and limited battery lives is not to necessarily increase the size of the batteries, although it would help, but is also to reduce the power consumption of the devices. And when you're talking about order of magnitude changes, those are significant savings. Exactly. 
uh, and just being more efficient about uh, about how much on time you have is i mean it's it's uh, it's massive i mean it can change uh, i gave you the example where the battery life has doubled now if you have proprietary interfaces and your your sleep time is longer we took an example where the sleep time was 25 seconds and the on time remained the same at 3 milliseconds in this case because your on time is a smaller fraction of the overall sleep time and if you use a more accurate TCXO versus a less accurate 32 kilohertz quartz resonator the battery life is tripled so you can mm-hmm. get significant gains in battery life just by uh, being more efficient about your on time and being more accurate in clocking the on time well I agree with you completely, but now knowing you guys and gals over there at SciTime, you've got a device that addresses what you're just saying. Exactly. Uh, We are just introducing this 32 kilohertz TCXO. It's a 5 ppm device, meaning it has a stability of 5 ppm over the full industrial temperature range from minus 40 to plus 85C. And this device is targeted primarily at wearables and Internet of Things. It also has the benefit that it's tiny. It's 1.5 by 0.8 millimeters in size. It is the smallest 32 kilohertz TCXO on the market today, and it replaces 32 kilohertz resonators and oscillators also. And in all these three products, whether it's a resonator, whether it's an oscillator or a TCXO, our device is smaller, at least 50% as much as 90% smaller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what um, are some of the things that you're doing to achieve those savings? So what we do, uh, as you know, uh, our MEMS die is made uh, completely in silicon. Uh, so there's no cutting, etching, uh, there's no cutting and polishing and things like that, uh, things with the, which the uh, guys have to do to manufacture their device. And in our case, uh, our MEMS die is tiny. It is 0.4 by 0.4 millimeters. Uh, much smaller than anything you'd see from a quartz device. So we actually take uh, our, our, our TCXO is a system. It's a very finely tuned and calibrated system, which consists of two die: the MEMS die, which is 0.4 by 0.4 millimeters, and the analog die, which is larger, which is 1.5 by 0.8. And what we do is we mount these two die one on top of the other, and then add uh, balls for the package. And we've got a chip scale package that is the tiniest in the world when it comes to 32 kilohertz timing devices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, as, what about the temperature compensation? How is that accomplished in this device? It's, it's, almost, it's probably not the same as with a crystal, or is it? Actually, uh, so in, in this device, we do have a temperature sensor, and then we have what we call a TDC, a temperature-to-digital converter. So, and, and then we have a PLL on chip. So in spite of having a PLL on chip, the device typically consumes less than one microamp of power consumption. And the temperature sensor and the TDC, they take temperature readings, and they basically do the compensation to ensure that the stability always remains within 5 ppm of the base frequency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you point out some of the other advantages then to the uh, designer for the device because it's a poor knife that only can cut in one direction? That's true. So, so this device, not only is it small, not only is it low power, and it helps you in battery management, 
the other benefits of MEMS start kicking in at this point. Uh, the device is extremely robust to shock and vibration. We've done some testing in the labs where we believe we are anywhere from 100 to 10,000 times more robust to shock and vibration uh, compared to quartz devices. And as you know, wearables as well as Internet of Things devices are very heavily subject to vibration. So you get much better robustness of the system. You get much better reliability of the system because these are all manufactured in silicon. In fact, we give our customers a lifetime warranty on the devices that for as long as they, uh, as this device is used in their system, the device will work. And if there are any problems, please contact us and we will obviously replace the device or give them a credit for the device. Uh, but we are one of the, and we believe we are the only timing company that's offering customers a lifetime warranty. And, and as far as we know, no other timing company is providing this kind of warranty. Well, um, I hope uh, there are others who are at least striving to that. And uh, it's always nice to hear that there are those kinds of uh, protections out there for the designers so that they can uh, feel comfortable using the products. What about some of the other things SciTime's doing? Are there anything um, on the horizon or some other things that you've recently done that you'd like to point out for the audience? Sure. Um, so we um, now have a portfolio of 65 devices, all of which are based on MEMS uh, resonators. And, and these devices go into a variety of different applications. We support frequencies as low as 1 hertz. We support frequencies as high as 800 megahertz. And, and we are seeing a lot of customers actually uh, start adopting these timing devices based on MEMS because the, ban the benefits to these customers are significant. Uh, in the most recent past, uh, we have started seeing a lot of activity around our 32 kilohertz products in the wearable space and in the Internet of Things space because they value size and power. So we're getting a lot of traction there, and we hope to see some uh, new product introductions later this year or early next year based on these devices. Excellent. And of Excellent. course, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. please. No, no. And of course, on the innovation front, uh, we continue to innovate. We continue to come out with newer devices uh, because our innovation cycles are similar to the semiconductor industry. We can create, uh, we can develop new dye for the MEMS, we can develop new dye for the analog uh, relatively quickly and introduce new products. So we've got a bunch of new products coming out later this year and early next year. Oh, that's very nice. Well, it's always nice to know that new products are coming down the pipeline, especially as you're pointing out, the demands keep increasing and the development cycles are not lengthening. Um, what final words would you like to leave our audience with? I always give my guests the opportunity to have the last word. You could say something else about the product line, or you could talk a little bit about Sidetime's uh, philosophies on the marketplace, or any uh, personal tips you might have for our audience. But uh, the floor is yours. Well, um, I, I'd like to ask your audience that uh, whenever they think of a timing component, they should always think about Sidetime because we have the products that can meet their requirements uh, whether it be very high performance, whether it be very low power, whether it be small packages, whether it be very short lead times, we have a solution for them. Excellent. And um, are, is there, are there any uh, specific websites you'd like to point out, uh, the main site or a drill down site for any of the solutions? 
Uh, our site is actually pretty usable. So if you go to the main site, www.sitetime.com, uh, you'll get a list of different products that uh, you can access, and we have different. all the different products are already on the website. We've tried to make the website user-friendly so that you can get to pretty much any page that you want within three clicks. And we've also tried to put as much information on there as possible under the support section. So we've got uh, application notes, we've got white papers, we've got performance re reports, we've got all the Rojas documentation that you need. It's all up there on the website. So please do register and use it. It's a resource for you. We also have part number generators, so you can generate your custom frequencies, uh, and, and basically the custom, uh, the custom parameters that you would need to use our devices. Because as I told you earlier, we've got 65 base products that can translate into over 200,000 different part numbers because of we, because we are highly programmable. And so, uh, our customers can use our website to configure these devices and request samples, and we can turn that, them around in 24 to 48 hours. Excellent. Well, hey, thank you, Piyush, because, well, as I said earlier, it, it, it is important to have as many different solutions available to the design community, and I'm really glad that you guys are challenging the industry with these uh, timing solutions. Hey, my pleasure, and thank you for having me on the call. Well, we'll bring you back again as we uh, had you in the past. I'm really glad that you're uh, on and come on and uh, share some of your insights with the audience. So thanks. Thank you. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.